You're listening to Audio Trickery, a white piano digital podcast. All rights reserved. Three, two. All right. Another <laughs> new episode. <laughs> yeah. uh, sort of excited for this one. <laughs> yep. Trick and sleep. Uh, you know, he, he, can't, he can't wait for having you since last after, week, man. Uh, after. After like three weeks of life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let me introduce, uh, you know, our, you know, my my one of my idols in the in, in the metal scene uh, back in the day. You know, uh, big bro. You know, and uh, awesome entrepreneur and you know premier badass in QC. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Marvin and Romero. All right. Oh, uh, where do I start, man? Uh, Okay. On the well, when it comes to the band, um, things are kind of figured out, you know, um, since the start of the year. Uh, we've been getting like a lot of support from different people to get shows in. And uh, uh, I think we're kind of ready to record a couple of songs for, well, I still have to talk to the boys. But I'm pretty sure they're, they're going to be down with it because next year is our 30th year. Yeah. Damn, 30? 30 years, man. Shit. That's crazy. Yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> it doesn't look like it, though. Yeah, well, yeah it doesn't feel like it. Though. You still look the same, man. <laughs> or is it because we don't have hair? <laughs> but how, how, how has it been? Like, how, how did you guys get, you know, like, obviously, you, you couldn't play for, like, uh, you know, what, two years for this whole yeah, COVID madness? Yeah. So how was it like during that time? Okay, um, I guess I'll start with saying, you know, going through the worst part of all our lives is one of the shittiest things to have in common with people. Yeah. You know, it's, it's fucked up because, you know, we go out, we, we haven't even seen each other like face to face yet yeah. in, in a long time. And mm-hmm. we didn't know each other. There was this thing that happened to all of us that kind of sets like, the bar for all of us in terms of experience. You know? yeah. Again, it's a tough thing to have in common with people, but it's good to see that a lot of us are starting to thrive again. Shows are coming back in. Um, you know, people are supporting more music. Also, well, going back to what you were asking, bro, the two years, I think we only did one thing related to the band. We, we were um, lucky enough to get asked to join an online gig. So, um that's from, from my friend joel so yeah no uh, we, yeah studio, um, recorded. it was kind of weird you know at first the experience yeah. of, you know recording yourself practice basically but then um that was the only thing you could do right yeah so, yeah um during the pandemic was that just keeping in touch with uh with the boys uh with everybody's families um unfortunately along the way you know it's probably the same experience for others you you kind of lost other people too yeah they're they're gone or they're just gone yeah so uh, there was that but then you know after that um again it it was starting to pick up you know we we basically started practicing every sunday Mm -hmm. every other sunday at least just uh you know um stay sharp everything that we needed to iron out and then We've got a couple of songs in. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping that we finally get to do the double CD. Can you even sure. call that? 
Yeah. <laughs> like a double album. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because um, <laughs> always wanted to put out a Bad Burn record. Yeah. And a Bad Burn hip hop record. Ooh. Do it. Is is it yeah, how yeah. how long in the process are you guys? Like, is it happening? Um, I've spoken to different MCs. I'm gonna I'm not gonna tell you who they are yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, surprise us. Um, <laughs> there are a couple. And then uh, some from back in the day. Well, a lot from back in the day. Uh, people I've met, you know, 30, 20 years ago mm-hmm. who still sit till today. And then hopefully uh, we get good producers in too. Yeah. Um, and there is one producer in mind. I uh, still can't tell you yet because uh, it's And yeah, another full-length Bad Burn record, hopefully. Dude, that's going to be dope. Like metal, uh, like hardcore it. and hip-hop in a double yeah, album. Really kind of speaks to you know the origins of the band because mm-hmm. uh, I'm not saying and and again um, well, not again but I I've, I've said this before yeah uh, I've been in Bad Burn since '94 mm-hmm. from that original lineup I'm the only one left that doesn't mean that I am the band never mm-hmm. would claim that never would say that never would believe it but um, it has. You know, it's since it's been a great part of my life, everything musical that I had to do or get involved yeah. in, you know, uh, was in this band. So, see, mm-hmm. I got into hip hop in grade four. Yeah. So, you know how um, every after a quarter, you have like this talent show from the different grades, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, teacher then, um, she was like, uh, she got three of us, and then she gave us these lines to say. Mm-hmm. Over some music, right? Over yeah. some beats. So we were practicing and we did the show. You know, you introduced the different uh, classes and whatnot. And then, you know, after the thing, I was asking her, like, um, what is this poems over music feature? Oh, hijo, this is called hip hop. And like, what's that? That sounds funny. Yeah. Like, oh, hip hop is uh, it's rap and other things. And she gave me my first ever Run DMC record you know, from okay. my fourth grade. Yeah. And I didn't actually touch that record until after a year. Mm-hmm. That's when I really got into listening to other stuff. Um, Public Enemy, Ice-T, NWA, of course. You know, um, even Tony, 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 because he yeah. had no choice. He lived in the Philippines, you know, shit like that. We would go to this national bookstore on Quezon Avenue, mm-hmm. and we would sell Word Up magazines, if you, if you yeah. remember or yeah. heard yeah. of yeah. Word Up and these magazines. Just so, you know, we kept tabs on what's going what, on mm-hmm. ultra yeah. and of course the information was very limited so a lot of the things you kind of had to fill in yourself you yeah. kind of imagine yourself so um after that i think my first introduction to heavy music mm-hmm. was public enemy there you go um they have this record called um fear of a black planet mm-hmm on that record, there's this song called She Watched Channel Zero. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was just one guitar sample that Terminator X, for me at least, as, as a fan, I never heard him um, use a guitar sample mm-hmm. for the entirety of the song. So I was like, what the hell is this? Why is this so special? So you go through the credits and Slayer, and I'm like, what is this Slayer thing? So apparently that was the breakdown riff from Angel of Death. Yeah. You know, that very massive, that mm. part of that group, right? So he used that sample. And then, you know, I checked out Slayer and 
at first didn't get you know didn't really dig them because uh that wasn't my thing yet and then after high school you know um learning to spit being part of ciphers and shit like that um when i went to usd for my first year of university i met with a couple of my brothers because we were hanging out and you know one guy was beatboxing i was trying to rap over it and then you know there was this dude um his name's nathan yeah he's uh plays bass for river maya so yeah. at the time i think they were still kind of new and he was like why don't you try have you ever tried doing this with a band i'm like uh no two djs yes but never a band so he's like why don't you go to a, our, our guitar player's studio perf at the time you know in Suha. so Damn. i went uh, we did so nathan played drums he got two guitar players and a bass player and you know we just we jammed for like a couple hours maybe three or four hours after that we came up with two songs and even the name came out that night you know how you step out of the the live room and then uh i was lighting up a joint and then right when i lit it you know i, I was like i'm bad burno and then the guy was like so our bass player at the time like, yeah, yeah. so to us it was like a cosmic thing it was meant to be called this but i gotta tell you the bad burn is one of the shittiest names you can ever call it no it's not no i thought it was always it's very awesome, appropriate but... yeah no <laughs> oh, yeah. thank you man i was just like you know no. maybe i could have given it some more thought no and uh... it, it just it just stuck from then on and that's what we did since nate's had to you know move on with river maya that first lineup um, had to change. So yeah. I met with a couple of people from USD, uh, our college in architecture. Um, our drummer then, uh, Bell, she used to play for um, the name of the old girl dread band escapes me right now. Hang on. But not a brace of relations. Um, Kelch Cross. Kelch Cross. Kelch Cross yeah. yeah, there Bell, you go. Uh, for Kelch Cross. And she, just, she was just like, I don't like the name Badburn. Mm-hmm. Can I just still call it and then you call it something else? So for a year, we were called Lethal Injection because I think I had an Ice Cube cassette in my yeah, bag. Yeah, 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 yeah. What do we call Lethal Injection? Yeah. So yeah, um, for a year, we were Lethal Injection. And then when that lineup uh, fell through, we got a new drummer, a new bass player, a new guitar player. Um, well, we just decided, yeah, why don't we just go back to calling it Bad Burn? Yeah. And then that's... Uh, been the name since um went through a couple of lineup changes and um the, you know who you see now so joey valverde our drummer um gil Christan, a guitar player he's also from sin mm-hmm. um Vinas, um he used to play for bloodshed and a slew of other bands and then now our bass player is joy um he plays for gapang um that was a new and, guy uh, yeah yeah so um th- that, that's where we are on as far as the lineup goes and it's cool that everybody's still down with you know doing the thing yeah i mean for for how long it's been for the number of people that's been in the band um you still find people who want to be down i think you know that's the, that's yeah. the thing i'm most grateful for mm-hmm. right now, that i still got them boys backing me up and doing this thing and doing it together basically Dude, that's one literally one of the most badass origin stories like that first lineup is crazy good 
you know i would i would probably shit myself if i <laughs> i was i was i was with you guys back in the day some classic rock sounding bit right when we yeah. first when i first jammed in 94. uh i didn't even know it was like a classic rock i knew yeah. nothing you know heavy music or, or rock in general um but then i guess it just was a just a good way to call it. like a progression through aggression you know what I'm yeah, saying? yeah 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 from, it's, from, it's most definitely lighter than it is now. Oh yeah, yeah, well, yeah, for sure. Jesus, but you had you had Perf and 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 Nate. Well, Perf didn't uh, join the band. It was just Nate. Uh, he okay. got um, two, two different uh, guitar players. That's a crazy lineup. Like that was a crazy lineup. It was a, good start. It was a really good start. When 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 I first saw you guys, it was like I, I was a kid, and then my mom—I uh, don't know if you remember—like my mom used to work for Polygram back in the day, and then they shared offices with Poly East and you know and Universal and all that. And then I saw I saw like a poster of you guys, and then and then I was asking like it, it was probably like I was a foreshadowing of the stoner in me, I guess, when I was like younger. <laughs> I'm like, who's this? Who's this band? You know, and and, and I had held like a poster and such, and then. And then they did like a tour. Uh, um, I, I can't remember if it's like Jason Newsted and all that. And then I saw like Sky Church, um, you know, in, in Dread when it was still in, uh, I think, Kamuning, was it? Like the original Dread. And then, um, yeah, and then another uh, another bar, you know, bar like, like my mom was going around with, you know, uh, uh, these other label managers. And then I saw you guys. Um, and then I, and I thought, these guys sound like, Pantera, you know, I, I, that, that was my that was my first compliment, bro. Dude, I thought you were like, you know, you, you're into Anselmo. That was my first memory of you. That's why when I walked by uh, 1002 and then I was looking for like a place to, to, to put my product. Yeah. And then uh, I heard like public enemy like blaring up the, the, the speakers. I'm like, dude, I, I got to check this place out. And then I saw you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Thanks, it, was, uh, it was a good thing you came now. Yeah. <laughs> and a couple of beers and then a deal uh, later you know so how's how's the bar thing going like uh, did you open anything else like after hades and 1002 um i'm about to uh, and uh, do you have time because it's kind of a long story dude yeah sure do <laughs> it do it okay so <laughs> after 1002 um since maru my daughter right she's always well, she grew up there. You know, you saw her there. You yeah. Know, on her scooter, taking food from other people's tables, you know. But because she was cute, that was the only way she got away with it. Yeah. So, you know, after after the bar closed, you know, she was always talking about having another life or mm -hmm. learning how to cook. Yeah. So now her professional goal is to be a chef. So nice. it's tied up to what we, what she and I want to achieve now. So, mm -hmm. um, I'm part of this fraternity called the Independent Order of Oddfellows. We've been around for 207 years. Um, there are four basic principles uh, mm -hmm. to what we do and who we are as a group. Yeah. It's relieve the distress, educate the orphan, visit the sick, and bury the dead. Because, you know, 200 years ago, all the shit that was happening in Europe, that, that was all the, you know, that, that was... Yeah, the, yeah. That was the burden of everyone, the, the plague, um, nobody, um, you know, kids being left because their parents died or you know, shit like that. So when the Oddfellows got together, 
we decided that you know we'd be the ones to like help up and, and do what we can for the community. So that's those are the four principles that carry us through. So how is that related to, to what, what I plan to do now? So I plan to establish a company called Link Consolidated. Right. It's called that simply because I want to build a building that houses a bar and a bar, a restaurant bar that's probably seven times as big as 1002. Mm -hmm. Right. Maru to take charge of the kitchen and basically running the restaurant. And then right next to that, you're going to have a financial aid office. Since mm -hmm. I work for AXA Philippines, I'm an ab advocate of people getting insured and you know yeah. protecting the future. So I'm not trying to sell you shit, but I'm just saying that um you know a lot of people should be able to consider for themselves, mm -hmm. for their families, and you know, that type of shit. So the financial aid will house an insurance group. It doesn't have to be AXA, it could be anything else. Yeah, because we all sell the same products anyway. And then I want to get grants from our international lodges to help us out uh, and, and give out money to those people who really need it. For example, if uh, they, there's probably going to be like a category that people should be able to fit. And um, if, for example, you need a hundred grand for hospital bills or whatever, here's a way for you to get it. And yeah. if you really can't pay it back at school, but if you feel like you want to, I'd like to open an opportunity for people at the link building for them to get it back. You don't just pay me back. You can work for it. Yeah. Earn something for yourself while you're, while you're paying it back. So there's the restaurant, the bar, and then there's the financial office. And then right next to that, towards the back will be clinics. I have a lots of, I have lots of friends who are uh, doctors and bruds or old bandmates. And I would like to put up a facility where people can go for free medical attention. I'm not saying you yeah. can get operated for free, but yeah. I'd like to be able to reach that point where you can at least cut the amount of money people have to spend, hopefully, or, or, or even give the medical, um, what you call it, uh, the, any of their medical needs for free. Yeah. And then on the second floor will be the next level of the clinics and mm -hmm. the gym. The gym will be uh, a lot like our gym in Lorde because this whole boxing thing just became a big part of me and Maru's lives. Yeah. So um, I owe kind of uh, my better, my improved health to boxing because mm -hmm. I came from 37. Last week I was at 185. Yo. Nice. Yeah, Serious? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you look really fit right now. Like, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. So you know, that was the thing. Like, all you needed to do is, is follow your coach. Yeah. You know, um, that was because we started getting ready for a fight. Mm -hmm. So, Maru, we're in a different gym closer to our house here in the scout area. Yeah. And she was just like, you know, a year into it, she was like, hey, Papa, there's this uh, poster, there's this fight. Why don't you sign up for it? I'm like, shit, let's go. So I did. Yeah. And then I moved to a different gym for better fight training. And then I was coached by Mr. Ray Pelonia. Um, he was a, a champion boxer in his day. Um, I think he ran the circuit in Japan. So, you know, he was better known there. And the guy could knock motherfuckers out. Man. I'll, I'll send sure. you videos of him. You know. Yeah. So when we were, so I came in at 237. I told him I wanted to fight at 200. So he was like, sure, but you need to do everything I say. Yeah. I'll, 
especially when you're not in the gym. Mm-hmm. So I remember like my first week, man, you know, the gym was kind of big. It fits two full-sized rings, right? So you need to run 20 times around the perimeter of the gym. You shadow box for six rounds, three with weights, three without, and then you start doing your routine. I remember when um, we were just doing the shadow, but no, we were doing the first round of mitts. I had to run to the window to throw up. My body's like half the spell. Yeah, man, it was like too much at the time. So, you know, it, it was fun. I, I picture, I, I figure, you know, if I was outside looking at me, I'd be laughing my ass off too. Like, look at this motherfucker, right? So, then, yeah, of course, after you, you, you come back into the gym, your coach is like, oh, he always tells you, where I had dreams where I would hear his voice in those five weeks where he brought me down to the 200 mark. So, and then, you know, it was just getting ready to, uh, to do the thing. Um, you know, posted the, the, the yeah, I sent, put out the poster for it. I was already, um, did the whole thing. My, a lot of my friends even made like these little posters. You know, I'm with Romero. And you know, shit like that. That's cool, right? So, it, fight day was on a Sunday, if I remember. Way ins were at noon, so we were we got you know uh, messages from the organizers like, "Don't tire yourself out Saturday night, or try not to go out." So you're you know you're ready for the fight. So I couldn't help it. I woke up like six in the morning on Sunday. I was just so excited. So I started running around here. Really. And then I get this message, right? It, the first three words were, I'm sorry, Marvin. The, 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 the contact was the Elordi fight guy. So I'm like, what does this mean? But I didn't look at it yet. So, uh, when I got back to the house, that's when I checked. I'm sorry, Marvin, but your opponent was rushed to the hospital at five in the morning today. And his doctor said that he couldn't fight. So I'm like, what does this mean? Do I get a like, you know, because I'm ready, you know, let's just get another guy. Like, no, uh, unfortunately, it's too close. Okay, so we want to uh, go to the go to the event. Uh, we still need to give you your medal, whatever. Uh, so the fights were exciting, and we had fun watching them. When it was my turn to be called into the ring, and the dude was there. Okay, so let's just get that straight. The dude was there. He showed up for one of his boys. See, I was like, Dude, you're here, I'm here, let's go. But then, no, oh, no, he, he, he I, I believe that, you know, I'd like to think that he was telling the truth, that if there was something medical related, you know? <laughs> no, nah, I'm not buying it. <laughs> I'm not buying it. I mean, if I'm go, going up against you, I'd shit myself too, but, you know, I'm not buying it. So, I'd show up. <laughs> it's weird, man. Like walking into the ring and getting your hand raised for nothing. So I was even telling the referee, he's also you know, like a champion MMA on uh, white type. So he's like, dude, why are you I said, He's like, no, no, hold on, man. And it just happens. I got winning by the foot. But then he's like, it's the worst way to win, no? Yeah, kind of sucks. Because I was ready to get punched in the face, you know? And um, so I had to announce that on my Facebook. Uh, the 
fight wasn't gonna come through. It wasn't uh, definitely not gonna happen for me that day. And everybody's like, kind of said what you well, said. So I, I had to like tell the boys or all my friends, like, no, that's not pro. Yeah, you're boxing and working out. If if I were that guy and I saw that, I'd, I'd probably not fight too. You know. See, actually, you're I going mean, at I it. I found out like last year only yeah. from Michael that those that guy I, I was supposed I was supposed to fight came in with his coach, went to our gym to check us out. Yeah. So if he decided not to go because of the kind of training we're given at Lordy Gilmore, then yeah, that that's on him. But still, it's one of the worst ways to win a fight. Yeah, yeah for sure. And even that uh, that what got me was that org you're in. Like it sounds like some uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen type of type of thing. You know, w what's that like? How how did you get in that? Sorry, man. Uh, what's that again? I mean the 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 International uh, Society of Oddfellows. Oh, yeah. oh Odd how did, yeah, how did you get in that? Order of Oddfellows. So order, there you go. From USD, um, you know, we decided that there's this organization that maybe we can be part of. Yeah. That's focused on actually being able to help others. Mm -hmm. I, I think when 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 you get a little older. Yeah. When you're done with all your bullshit when you were young, mm -hmm. all of the wanting to prove yourself and all this yeah. crap, it gets you to a point where you think about what you leave behind, mm -hmm. right? And I think one of the best things to leave behind is a reputation that you were there for others. Yeah. Not because yeah. having a reputation is important, but because you, having your soul experience being there for others in ways that actually helped them out. Mm -hmm. That was what drew us there. Yeah. So That's with crazy, those yeah. things, uh, the things we stand for, right? So that's why the whole, um, this whole new bar, this whole new uh, endeavor is built around that. Because if you yeah. look at the restaurant and the bar, entertainment and nourishment, the financial aid, the, the gym, that's yeah. relieving the distress. Mm -hmm. The clubs, that's your part of visiting the sick or even having a place to visit the sick and help them get better. Right. Educate the orphan comes in because on the, I should have maybe um, uh, continued on with this part of the story. Yeah. The third floor of the link consolidated building will be part event place and part online school. Mm -hmm. Mainly because um, I have been in learning development for the last 19 years. Yeah. I'm an instructional designer. Mm -hmm. um, I was one of the people, one of the first batch of people in 2007 who got into developing e-learning. Yeah. And um, I'd like to think that I, I got better over time. So uh, th this is something that I want to be able to, for example, you want to be, and this is like uh, the example I always use, right? Yeah. Let's say, Chase, you have a shipping company. You mm -hmm. need four operators. So uh, somebody goes to my school, learns it virtually, yeah. how to operate a forklift. And then I will tie up with your company so that you can get the first right of refusal for all of our graduates for this forklifting course. Okay. Right? Because I need to use your facility to see if they can actually do it real time, like a mm -hmm. learning verification. Yeah. Service. But then it's also fulfilling an HR requirement, which is you hiring people. Yeah. So 
people kind of, you know, I mean, everybody kind of wins because mm -hmm. if your company doesn't get them, they can move on to someplace else. So, yeah. So through my career, I've started to believe that, you know, certifications can actually help people get jobs. You don't have to wait to have like, um, you know, finish a, a full college course. Um, I say that maybe because I, I'm, you know, I wasn't able to finish college. So um, if you can get somebody a certification that they can bring to a company and have the source of that certification acknowledged mm -hmm. in the country, then dude, it's a lot easier to get a job. Or yeah. at least you could help people with that part of their lives. Um, not to be responsible for their success, but to just, you know, open a way for people to do better things with their lives. Yeah. That's so, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. So, so I was saying like, it, it's also always cool to, you know, to see you guys, um, you know, just having your own advocacies and, and all that, you know, and now that you're, you know, you're also in the learning and development space, um, you know, but, you know, uh, what do you, what do you think is is lacking like going back to the music part of it like what do you what what do you think is lacking still in the industry after all of this advancement in technology and and access to the audience and cutting the middleman out like you know what do you, what what do you think is you know something that still can be improved as far as bettering the lives of musicians at this point i mean local musicians i think a good example would be what our friends from handpicked are doing yeah. Uh, they're the groups um, started helping us, you know, supporting us with, with the shows. And if you have people dedicated enough to, a, you know, not to a form of music, but to local music in general, people who want to organize themselves well enough that they, they can get you shows mm -hmm. in Manila, outside of, I mean, out of town, and hopefully even out of the country. And they actually give you the support for um, putting your music out. Um, recording i think it's still just that having these having more of these organizations or these groups these communities supporting artists who want to make music yeah. want to play shows and eventually and that's also kind of the reason why i'm putting up another bar mm -hmm. is to have another venue a better venue is that i'm telling you man when you see this new one ah, dude I, I need to go i need to go oh, I need you to go. will you're gonna have to <laughs> <laughs> i'm going i'm going Jesus. When, when are we gonna expect this though? Oh, we're uh, I'm looking at two places here near where I live. Uh, one's on Scout Borromeo, and the other one, um, I need to check uh, the address. But I'm choosing between refitting basically an existing building or mm. build something from scratch. Um, I, I just need care. to wait. Uh, what the better option then? Yeah. That's awesome. Because I was telling, like, I was telling, telling Trick uh, back then, like, some of my, because uh, Trick is a, is a friend of mine here in, in Pampanga. And I, and right now I'm splitting time between Pampanga and Manila um, every so often because work is in Manila and then, you know, families over here in, in, in my hometown. Uh, uh, and then, like, you know, during Inuman sessions and all that. And then he's going to ask, oh, how's, how's Manila going? And I'm like, uh, and then I chanced upon, you know, hanging out in Hades and having a prod yes. and all that. And we played in Hades, like all this madness that came with it and the fucking drama and I fucking hate Wolfgang and all that shit. <laughs> you know? Do we have to talk about that? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> that fucking cost me money, by the way, Trick. So, oh, shoot. Yeah, so fuck him. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and then you know, like, like the place to be for me back then, if I you want to get your metal fix, it has to be like Hades. You know, it's either that or conspiracy, or you know, but Hades was the place to be. You know, since because of uh, because of because of Big Bro over here, you know, always looked out. So thank you for that, man. It's awesome. Sure, man. You should open seriously. You should open. And we will, for sure. <laughs> How about you, Trick? What you got? Yeah. Uh, he he's he's of, still fanboying over you, man. Nah, nah, nah. nah. I, can't talk. I mean, like, you know, he, he kind of breezed through everything. Uh, but, you know, uh, let me just uh, go back prior to your grade four hip hop awakening. Like, uh, who was Marvin Romero as a kid? Oh, uh, Marvin Romero knew nothing about music was one of the most naive children you could, you could meet. You know, did not know anything about breaking rules. Was scared of fucking breaking rules, you know. You know how when, when you were growing up in the Philippines as a kid, yung sit sit ng nanay mo, there's a certain frequency, mm -hmm. right? There when is, you hear yeah. that, you know it's your time. It's a very specific to you. Mm -hmm. right? You have to run back home, whatever the fuck you're doing doesn't matter. <laughs> so I was that kind of kid. But then I was also the type of kid where, who would, you know those, when you have like construction going on on your street, there's a big mound of fucking um, sand. Cement. I would dig a hole, put dog shit in it, cover the hole, you know, like a trap. And then I would call my friends. Like, oh, throw the whole time, you know? And then laugh at them and they fall into the shit. Thing. And, and I would do that too. Or maybe blow up uh, a He-Man dog. <laughs> I'd make a grace That's out so of my fucking own. random. No, like uh, rooting for Skeletor. I'm like, nah, fuck you, he man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I like that. I mean, what, what, like during during those times, like, what, 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 what did you want to be? Like, did you always want to be like this, you know, like a, you know, like a metal god back then, or was it? something else you know what i'm saying like did you really want to get into music ever since or was really just everything by chance you know you know with that thing happened in the ust everything was just by chance that's why i feel like you know it was meant to happen because the only rock i knew was mm -hmm. bon jovi yeah. you know why because i had this brother um had because uh guy died last year um you know how those You'd have a brother who'd always clean the house on a Sunday and he'd uh -huh. blast his life. the whole time he's cleaning the house. So I had no choice. You know, from Slippery When Wet and three other records, you know, if the three of us got held up, right, or kidnapped, right, and yeah. with guns to our heads, and like the only thing that can save you motherfuckers is naming the first five songs of the first Bon Jovi record, I'm like, I got you. Most definitely, you know? And every time I tell people, it's like, really? Budget? Yeah, it's just one of them things. And then also, that I saw like my first Zeppelin, my first Sabbath records from him, you know, like Cream and all yeah. these. It was just that he liked Bon Jovi. So, yeah. Okay, and then, I, I think I think I I I think yeah, mine is still a bit a bit cringy and worse because, like, growing up. What I thought was metal was fucking Journey because of my mom. Because my mom said Journey is a metal band, you know. And ever since I'm like, dude, I don't want to have to be in a metal band, you know. But until they did that bar tour and I saw Jason, you said, I'm like, dude, 
I want to be like this guy or at least look like this fucker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think if you were meant to be part of music, it finds you. I mean, yeah. I know it, it sounds weird to say that, but yeah, yeah. really it does. You know, um, we hear a lot of people say music saved their lives or um, music was a big part of them becoming who they are. Mm-hmm. That's just truth about it. Music is one of the purest, most beautiful things you can have in your life. That's true. You know, next to having your own children, yeah, this is the best shit. Yeah, that's true. You know, I think Alanis Morissette, of all the people I can quote, said it the best. See, the best thing about playing live is you can be anything you want. You can be destructive, you can be loving, and not be a problem. I'm paraphrasing here, but basically what she was saying was you can be the best or worst mm-hmm. in what you're doing at that moment, and you don't have to answer to anybody. Just yourself. Yeah, that's true. That, that's actually yeah. really true. Yeah. yeah that, that echoes in me because, um, and this is, uh, this this thing I'm about to tell you isn't, uh, I'm, I'm not going to tell it to make me sound like anything, to make the band sound like anything, okay? This uh, one, because coming from that thought, there was one um, pop show. I think this was when we, when they had Lamb of God here. Yeah. Lamb of God in Testament. So after we play, and I was walking around the, uh, the crowd, and then there was this, this kid from beyond the barricade, and then he's like, "Kuya, kuya, lika dito, may gusto ng sabiin sa And then while I was walking to him, he took off a ring, uh, and I still have it. He gave it to me. He's like, "Kuya, gusto ko sa nung bigay sa yuto kasi dante gusto ko sa nung magpakamatay." Tapos nakakapakinig ko ng determination. Nung sinabi mo na the true measure of a man is not the times he fought. Tsaka yung sa only for the strong, parang pinapagalitan mo ako. Yeah. Kaya napakisip ako na baka hindi nga tamang doggy ko pa sa sarili ko. And that fucking made me cry, man. I, yeah. I, I, I'm not surprised. You know, I had to fucking try hard to hold That's that. That's powerful, up. though. Yeah. The thing with, with, with music and my experience with it is, dude, this is the most selfish thing I do. Yeah. And truthfully, this is the most selfish thing. I don't do it for anybody else. And I, and I don't mean that to be a dick. Yeah. You know? Um, but it really is just one of the most personal experiences I have that I like enjoying by myself. That's why I close my eyes a lot when we play. Because I want to feel what's going on by myself. Yeah. And to know that you've got these four other dudes feeling the same way, looking the same direction, doing the same thing, it just makes you feel a lot better about your choices and what you did you know, yeah. and what you're doing. And to hear somebody give you that kind of appreciation yeah in some way you were able to influence a big decision that they could have made what do you say to that yeah right so Dude, that's a yeah man if, if you any any weaker you would you would probably cry or something yeah and, and i would agree though like you know you would hear stories like this from other artists where you know some fans uh come forward and you know uh, tell them you mm-hmm. know uh, things change because of their music and stuff, and you know you wouldn't even imagine like if it's you, right? So it's it's kind of hard to grasp <laughs> at some point when you know this shit's happening. <laughs> what do I? What can I do? You know, as a human being, you gotta admit to yourself, or at least uh, let me speak for myself. Mm-hmm. I entertain all the ideas, all the tendencies that I may possess, so that I can make a clear choice. See, when that I think. When you when you get props from people, yeah, let's admit it. 
it strokes your ego a lot and you like the feeling of being like and that's mm-hmm. the first time you tell yourself don't be a fucking rock star asshole yeah that's your first trigger now the reason people have to keep reminding themselves to stay grounded is because they're not because they don't stop themselves from you know uh allowing their ego to take over yeah that's that's and one that's, of the, the, the yeah that's one of the things i look up to you for like you know like before before we actually you know got into like you know chatting levels and all that you know if if someone like me looks at you and you you know it's it's intimidating almost you know like you're, you're not a small guy by any stretch right so obviously you, could, you, you look like you could really whoop whoop some you know the mass but you know for the most part like when when i was telling trick the other day like when, when you get to talk to him he's really not he you won't even feel you know he's he's like somebody in the scene you know it, it's like you're just talking to like some 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 random dude you just happens to know a lot you know so yeah man that that's it, it's awesome it, it's it's rare too for you know for guys in in in, in your era too you know most of them are like fucking fucking divas and shit you know <laughs> i mean i'm not gonna name names but you know what there, i mean there are those, there are those, man. you know it's you know? also uh, you know like one of the reasons for you to make a conscious choice right if you know that as a as a human being you have you're more um what you call it it's easier to be you know um, to fall into the to this kind of bullshit and believe your own hype if you have enough self-awareness then you probably have already decided what kind of person you kind of want to be and if you encounter situations or if you're in situations that challenge that integrity that you want to keep for yourself then don't fail that because when you do you know that's kind of going against everything you want to stand for so i think that's really it's really just that mm-hmm. that's true man and and you're always like one of those guys that you know that's awesome to have a beer with all the time like there's always like something you know what i'm saying <laughs> Fuck no. Life lessons. <laughs> hey, what else you got, Trick? Uh, yeah, uh, going back to the uh, hip hop to uh, metal jump. Uh, I think that was uh, around the time where you know the the hip hop and metal communities aren't seeing eye to eye on things. So. Uh, What, did you have any experience uh, during that time uh, before like going to just just keep it vague but you know fuck LA 105 fuck them they were fucking spewing all this hate over the radio yung mga hip hop na yan kaway yung mga lap ah the DJs themselves whatever the station yeah I didn't understand was First of all, punk rock and hip hop have a lot in common. Yes, mm-hmm. they do. They have more in common than, than than people think. You know why they came up, why that kind of music affected a certain demographic of people, why it was the struggling middle class person who got into it, or the poor fucking people in that community, because it was something that spoke to your heart, just like hip hop, just like punk rock, just like metal or hardcore. It speaks to your heart, and. When you find people who think the same way, feel the same way, want to have the same goals as you, then it makes you feel like you belong. Yeah. And that's why I hated being in the middle of 
my metalhead friends and my friends from the hip hop scene because I knew both of them. Yeah, you know? they didn't fuck with me. There were people who didn't know me and wanted to, you know, uh, start shit. But then that was just part of the thing. Yeah. But what I hated the most was them putting people against each other. Yeah. Not that thing. Like, I even told um Ramon, uh, uh when I first just start getting drunk. He's a cool guy. He's a really cool dude. You know? And even he was like, yeah, man, that was wrong with us doing that. And I recognize that. Too. You know, because the guy could have been like, oh, fuck you, man. I don't care what you say. We did what we did, but he did. He was like, yeah, I, I know the kind of divide that doing that thing that we did created. That's why, you know, like after maybe 94 or 95, when people got I don't know, maybe 96, when people got mm -hmm. smarter about what unity should be in music, what differences there really are or shouldn't be, then people started, you know, just getting along. And yeah. even if, like, purists hate or hated rap metal, I couldn't because that's, like, both of my worlds. Yeah, I know? never got the hate, too. Like, I never understood that. Like, why the hate? Why don't you just... Put two and two together. It's just like chicken and waffles, you know? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, but that was, I guess that was, you know, people want to thrive in different ways that they know in at the time that they're in it. So if that, that they thought that this was a good strategy uh, to get more listeners, uh, you know, to really clamp down on, on the demographic of yeah. people who listen rock in general, then yeah, I, I suppose. <clears throat> but it was cool that they realized that shit was yeah but i never really understood that it was, no fucking answer to that no no no, no no i mean that's the whole point of this thing yeah you just keep <laughs> you get long drawn out answers <laughs> <laughs> and here trick was like stressing like uh since last week it was like dude you, you know i need to find the right answers to i mean the right questions and all that i'm like you know it's gonna happen you know don't worry about it uh, trust me yeah. <laughs> you're gonna be on cruise control <laughs> yeah but you know th thankfully like uh in 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 my generation like at least my batch back back then since high school like i that that's why probably guys i mean me and my peers were like thinking it doesn't make sense to put rap rap and metal or rap and rock against each other you know but you know you you, you had bands like fucking limp biscuit and corn and you know all had elements of you know like the, the best of of both worlds and public enemy actual... and anthrax come on man yeah you know yeah, yeah but for, for 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 us back then it was it was deftones you know it's always deftones with that you know little morrissey little cure little hip-hop you know groups and and all and all that stuff so we didn't really get the the point of like you know putting those two against each other because they're both awesome like you could always have like i was telling my daughter that because she's she's you know she's pretty grown up already you know i said you could always have like a tape of like a like a record of slayer and fucking snoop dogg you know yeah you know and and she's like yeah, yeah. yeah i got that a lot from the office apparently uh people are not used to like in a professional setting for example start your day because always come in at seven in the morning right so I start my day at the office with some Miles Davis. Yeah. Or some kind of instrumental jazz. Jazz. Uh, you know, as, in as much as I love metal, I don't want to listen to it at 7 in the morning. Fuck yeah. 
know, who I'll does? Do to start the day first, you know, you know. But there are days you want to start listening to whatever. But you know, so you're at the office, you, you know, you listen to that shit, and then let's say uh, because you know these people aren't really exposed to our kind of music, you kind of consider their tastes a little bit yeah. and uh, what's yep. um, appealing. So you kind of all right, let's see what uh, common ground we can have. So I test them. So I play like something from uh incubus right uh yeah. let's say uh, anti-gravity yeah we so play that and i look around okay nobody's moving to this so people don't know this whole shit. Uh, let me play drive let's see if they like it oh look at that <laughs> somebody's singing in the background you know so okay then I, I i cut that song in the middle and then i move into like rise against yeah, um, yeah. or something or face to face and then yep. a bit of bad religion or descendants and then if anything from the words I hear from whatever's playing triggers something I want to listen to, I'd probably switch over to this new rapper I like, uh, Flawless Real Talk. So I think he's really cool. He he came out in that um, Netflix show, and uh, me and Maru just really like him. And you know, you'd listen to some hip hop, and then after you listen to this new shit, you kind of listen to your old stuff. Yeah. And then when I start realizing that. That I'm listening to Ice T and people are like looking in my direction every time they hear the words fuck shit dick asshole come, then you know, oh okay, let's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe play some without cuss words and whatever. So play something that's more He's such a dad, man. No, I it's remember awesome. life too crew. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you, you try to play something like I don't know, Roscaz. Yeah. Uh something that's more uh, or, or fucking common. Mm, yeah. Like, uh, the clean ones. Yeah. yeah. Most deaf, yeah. you know. Yeah. Or, or play Jazz Mataz from Guru. Yeah. And then everybody's like back to that. Oh, okay. She's kind of okay. And then because you went in that mellow mode already, then I throw in a Sharday song. <laughs> like, uh, like I always, <laughs> I always end up starting with Bulletproof Soul because I love yeah. that song. And I love a lot of her records. Yeah. And then, me too. you know. People come up to me, they're like, oh, I recognize that voice. Yeah. Oh, you probably recognize this song. And I play Smooth Operator. operator. And then I cut go back to the song I like. And then, you know, people are like, I'm going to get a little bit of that. Why? What's that? Same deal. Same deal. <laughs> so, and then, it's funny because uh, they look over your phone and then they see, oh, I'm going to get a little bit of I'm like, what's that? Oh, yeah. And you, you get in. They Fucking casual. You start thinking you're an asshole because you're correct. Like, ah, you mean Charlie? Yeah. yeah, I like I like, I like her. Oh, been like, been a question mind. Sounds good. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. She's still in my rotation then, along with Erica. Badu. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you throw in a little bit of the roof. You, you kind of transition with, um, uh, sorry, what's the title of that joint with her? uh hang on you got me uh yeah you got me right and then you play a little more roots or the older roots album yeah right the, or uh, Razel's make the music mm-hmm. and when you tell people oh it's him and just him and the mic he makes all the music what do you mean that's why the record's called make the music it's it's him making all the, the, the beats the samples and everything you hear and i was telling them oh, you, you know he even beatboxes and sings at the same time and then I show them the, the if your mother only knew bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, true. They really do that. And then you get stupid questions like, "Pwede ka pala makinig ng ganyan, no? Kahit mahilig ka sa ma- sa metal." Uh, yeah, but pwede din. Next judger. Baka may patrabahuhin ka pa. Where's that? I mean, you know, sometimes I end up being like a bigot when it comes to my musical taste simply because some people don't get it. But then, you know, at the same time, you can't take that away from them. They know what they know in the same way that you know what you know. And it's not any better. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I I usually get into that kind of spat with, with my kid. Uh, with, with my daughter like in the car she she yes. she's in in the deftones territory at this point you know and i'm slowly break her breaking her in and then when i picked her up uh from school i was playing i had adele playing in the like you know on low in, in the car and, and she goes what do you know about adele dad i'm like adele's my baby <laughs> <laughs> and she still can't believe, you know, like you know, like a, a guy like you like listens to, you know, the the, the this kind of thing that she listens on her own. You know, yeah, I, I get what you mean. Yeah, I get what you mean. You know, I just remembered something that Maru did, like uh, I think six years ago, yeah. when we were we, we or seven years ago, we just discovered Spotify. Right? So he comes up to me. One of her favorite bands is The Descendants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, old school punk rock band. So she was like, Tatay, can you help me make a playlist? I wanted to start with, I don't want to grow up. And I wanted to end with, when I get old. So what do I do in the middle? I'm like, I know, let's go. Smart up a bit, you know, make two hours, man. Like, yeah. Like, is, does the ending go well with the intro of this song? Yeah. And you, know, like, you get asked questions, like, why are you so concerned about the intro? No, because is it the same chord? Like, does it sound the same when it ends and it starts? Yeah, so, you know, these things are important to me. You know, shit like that. That's all. That, that's probably that's that's one of the best things that you could you know you could waste your time on with your kid. <laughs> like you could easily like let a day go by, you know, just doing that shit. Yeah. So to the gentlemen out there, that's how to raise your daughters, all right? Or if so you be friends. That's one way. Yeah, that's that's a strategy. <laughs> Want them to view you as a friend of theirs and not yeah. be, you know, scared of this is my dad or whatever the fuck. Yeah, get into something. That they Dude, like. call me if you need help. And I'm sure you won't, but you know. I remember. <laughs> so okay, let, let, let's talk about that part. Of, uh, I have a question. Like, how do you like? Uh, Maru's in, you know, it's in her teens now. Like, well into her teens, and cool. mine's just about to get there. Like. What's 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 it like? Like what's what's the approach? Like coming from you know from 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 a dad. Well, I think when when I found out I was going to be a dad in in '03, at first I didn't know what the fuck to do. Yeah. So a lot of the things I kind of needed to adjust to, learn, um, compromise with, because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing at 26. I was going to be a dad. And the scariest thing, she, this new person in the world, everything she knows about the right and wrong will have to come from me. And I know I'm not the best motherfucker. Yeah. I know. So how can I live up to that? But when I tell her this is this and this is wrong and doing this is this is the right thing, how do you, you know, yeah. how do you master the courage to actually decide that this shit 
you know, clear cut is wrong. This is how we are supposed to be. And I think being petrified of that fact kept me in check. Yeah, like that's true. I, I, it helped raise the kind of I know, self-awareness mm-hmm. that I think I possess. So you had you had to be um, very mindful of mm-hmm. what you do, how you say what you say, because yeah. especially for me, man, because I lose my cool very easily. I, yeah. I, it's just now that I'm learning the you know really so and i think my experience with learning and development kind of helped with with how me with mine and maru's relationship because i never got tired of all the questions yeah i never got tired of of answering them of of sharing of hearing how she would rephrase certain things and you praise her for you know like learning a new word or when, for example, at 1002, remember the stairs, Chase? In yeah, the middle? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The second floor? There was this, like, um, fanciless metal thing, yeah. right? Uh, I opened the door, and Maru was, like, climbing that shit. Mm-hmm. She was like, Stop. And she's like, Anak, what are you doing? Got the board, Tatai. Jesus Yeah, got the board. So... Instead of yeah, that's right. Keep laughing now. I'm uh, I'm telling him about. You. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, okay, got uh, So instead of and one thing I learned that worked with her was instead of telling her like the typical, reinforce the idea. Yeah. Don't hurt yourself. If you want to do things, if you want to be you know adventurous and whatnot, make sure that you're safe. So what does being sick mean? And then you take it to that conversation. Yeah. So when you hold on to something, you have to hold on really tight because you don't want to fall. You don't want to hurt yourself. You know, things like that. Um, not being able, I don't know, not being afraid to accept the things that she starts to learn. Like, I, I remember this one conversation. Tatay, what if I'm gay? No, no, no problem. You're a lesbian. If you if you think you like girls, then you like girls. You know, um, I'm not gonna tell you that it's a bad thing to like a girl too, because it's a beautiful thing to you know to love another person. But if you know if, if that's what you feel now, then just be sure, because I don't have anything against it. And this was it was around um, eleven or two. no no not even sorry sorry when she was like fourteen, she's nineteen now. So after five years she. You know, in, in a in a different conversation, she she remembered it, and she was like, you know, I just really, really want to thank you for that one time you said you were cool with it, you know, and I really felt like you were honest. You, know, you weren't you weren't just saying, if I did, you know, choose to become uh, a certain way, then you wouldn't have a problem with it. Yeah, because it's the person; it's not their choices in sexuality or gender, or whatever. Like and then, don't I think also. Um, don't apply your own standards so much. You know, your preferences, sorry. No, don't apply your preferences so much, but learn how to build up values yeah. with them. You know, if you start seeing something good in your kids, then cultivate that, whatever the yeah. topic is. If they're good at being polite, then show them you appreciate that, that they're, you know, uh, that you love their polite or they're good in, at, at some kind of art or they sing. And appreciate that, not simply by saying, oh, okay, yeah, nice one. Really make them feel yeah. like 
you're there supporting them and then i'm really proud of you for learning this or doing this on your own like that. Yeah. and you grow to become more of friends yeah right? the best way because we're really at a point where um i can tell her anything about everything i feel yeah and she i would like to think uh feel the same way you know and been working i think <laughs> yeah. hello <laughs> oh my god yeah but check over here is uh has a has a baby uh you know so <laughs> what's your question Jake? yeah uh regarding the uh like uh, community in general so it's the the hardcore and metal communities are more or less known about with you know uh supporting each other same with uh any other region like uh, in pampanga you know uh everyone supports everyone uh with the whole uh thing of uh, cancel culture uh is there like any change in the the way the community you know uh speaks to each other in terms of you know uh okay lang ba to na naangasan ka dito sa sa bandan to at some point and then you know uh do you have any sort of you know experience with that like uh medyo hindi ka trip oh you know how do you handle that oh You handle it like a next drink. You move on to the next. Fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> no, see, here's the thing, man. I think a recent example of that, we were asked by our friends from Bought by Blood um, to play Mosh with Jesus. This was a Sunday matinee show, so it started around 5 in the afternoon. Um, while we were playing, there's this dude just shouts out, Jobai! I have nothing against the song. I have nothing against Mayne. But you know how there's just those moments where like something is totally out of context, right? And it just it just gets that, you know, reaction out of you. And I fucking flipped them off the whole half of the song. Yeah. Or whatever we were playing. And I just kept shouting, like, we don't take that shit walking on the street. We don't take that shit playing on the stage, motherfucker. But I, and then you know. After the song played, there was a break in between. You know, makes you realize, yeah, you kind of took it a little too far with the food. Because they removed them from, from the audience. I had I saw like friends of mine telling them, but then, <laughs> well, you know, in, now that I think about it more, he wasn't trying to be disrespectful, maybe. Maybe it's that he just really likes the song and that's his expression yeah. of, Maybe that's just his thing. That's his jam, man. I don't know him, right? So there was no way to tell. But as far as dealing with what people would think or say about you as 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 part of a band or you as a as an individual, it's really better not to you know, pay attention because if people don't know you, they have all the right to talk shit. Yeah. None of that means anything. Because it's your people, your real friends, your real family, their opinion matters. And that's, those are the only opinions that matter. Because I could go out, play a show, 
people are gonna say, ah, Diana, he just cusses so much. He talks so much shit about people. He doesn't know how to paper his his words, or yeah. he he doesn't like something. He just says it out loud. Everybody's like that. When you disagree with something, you know your 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 intellect, your 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 values, your standards, your fucking body disagree. So if cancel culture was about calling out what's wrong, then yeah, let me call out that too. <laughs> it should go both ways, right? Yeah, See? Yeah. Ways, yeah. yeah. That, sorry, too, but I think that's the best. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I, I get triggered when I hear like fucking cancel culture. I just want to kill somebody. He means it. And we're the ones who sleep well at night, not them, you know. So, yeah. 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 It's just because of fucking Twitter, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, a part of my research, I saw some of your videos um, uh, on both the Bad Burn page and, you know, some other uh, contributors. Uh, I see that you have a, a balance of, you know, being a fun frontman to your bandmates and you know uh, the audience and you know there's sometimes that you know that open chest you know uh beating thing where you know you were you're like <laughs> mang aamok ka ng mga guest at some yeah. point yeah like like the social house gig if, if you remember from last year you were with <laughs> with maru and you know you were like just what what <laughs> that whole thing, yeah. dude. I haven't seen that. I, you have to, you have to, you have to. I'll check it out. It's, 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 is it like just you know hyping up the the whole the performance or <laughs> is there something behind that? Oh, I get the question, bro. Because um, I think immediately it's the first thing you you can. Um, that's the first way we can define that hyping up the show. Yeah. But I think doing this for as long as we have been. You know how, okay, I think I can answer it best this way. There's this jazz piano player. Uh, his name's Henry Kapindig. Mm. Um, they were supposed to practice at Tenno to right after we practiced, right? So after the jam, you know, he approaches me. He's like, Madam, I'm like, I'm like, Bakit ganyan kayo mag-inside? I'm like, Paano kuya? Dahil ba malakas? Hindi, para kayong pa sa gig. Tumatalon ka, naksimangot sila, galit yung itsura ng drummer niya. <laughs> We only know how to do this one way. There's no half-assing playing this way. You can't be all calm and, and talking about whatever you talk about in a hardcore song. Right? Um, the music drives you. Basically, it just tells your body how to be. I think that's the best yeah. way I can explain. You know, there's, there's no routine to follow. There are no steps. There is no planned moves or whatever, but there will be the common things that you can be observed by because you've been doing this for, you know, a long time. You kind of play the same way. So, yeah. oh, here's another example. I think it was the, uh, the social house show um, because you mentioned social house. There was this one other uh, person there who um, recorded it live over her Facebook and Somebody sent me a screenshot of a comment. I don't know. I didn't know the guy who, who, who posted the comment, but he said, "Yung bad burnam." He even spelled it B U D B U R N. But hindi nag evolve, and evolve was in uh, you know all capitals. 
I was like, he's right. I mean, I don't, the guy who sent it to me, he, he was offended by it. Like, no, pare, it's not steady. Because if you look at it, we never wanted to be anything else but what we're doing. Yeah. So if his definition of people staying the path is hindi na evolve then maybe that's just his linguistic limitation. Yeah. You know? That's true. Maybe that's, mm, that's a good point. That's nah, wait, hindi na evolve Because you're, cause the main side of that is, see them, they're still doing the same shit. Which is really just all that we want to do. You know? Yeah. So, and I yeah, wouldn't agree to. with that statement because, you know, your first, your yeah, your first album speaks volumes because you know there's elements of you know not just hardcore in there. There's funk, there's a bit of jazz. You know, you 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 can't. Which we did not well, by the way. Yeah, you 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 can't say you can't say that. You know, <laughs> you know you don't no, evolve. If you listen, sorry, but when you listen to that interlude, we forgot to take out the um the thing on the drum head for the kick because there was this metal plate uh, made by Danmar. So if you, if you don't have triggers, you use that aluminum plate. You put it, you stick it on the drum head and you, you know, make your beater or your drum, uh, your kick drum sound like it's got triggers. So when we got to that part, because we were so inexperienced, you know, in the studio, we, we forgot that the drums had to sound rounder and warmer. Yeah. Or maybe you could have considered using a different drum set altogether. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but the, the the point is, you know, the whole intention is there. Like, I mean, the the approach. Yeah. You know, it might have not sounded, you know, the the best the that you would, wanted, you know, yeah. visualize. But you know, uh, the intention is there, and that's that's the most important part for me. Thank you, man. I think I think what they usually mean like even even I mean even even with my set of friends like when when that gets thrown around like they always attribute it to someone like uh, say um, incubus or the chili peppers you know but the chili peppers never really changed at all like they were just the same like even now they're all senior citizens they're still all crazy you know yeah. but they toned down a little bit yeah man but it's still there, you know? So I, I don't get the, like when they say evolve or, you know, like I always think I get this impression that you should mellow down or tone down, you know? You know what I mean? Like you can't really expect Slayer to get into MTV unplugged acoustic sessions. You know what I'm saying? Because it yeah, doesn't... You never hear a fucking um, Lamb of God Bossa Nova record. Fuck yeah. But that's interesting. Still listen to but, you know i think it's just again you know um, yeah that's interesting just identifying with what they like and, and yeah. being proud of what they like so if this dude just wanted to mean um you know i want people who can play different styles then maybe he shouldn't be you know that's the reason why he's not at a bad burn show that's yeah. probably why he's a fucking cowboy grill or whatever <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, for real. You came armed. You didn't like it here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah, going back to the double album, though. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, one thing that came to mind when you, you know, uh, described it is it's like the Skull and Bones. Uh, Cypress Hill record, yeah. but in reverse. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so your 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 uh, 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 a metal band uh, doing a uh, a hip hop record at the same time. This has and to happen. Yeah, but yeah, when when you know Cypress Hill is a hip hop group, uh, having some you know uh, uh, Mel, you know that's 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 how I see it, and you know uh, we can't wait for that though. <laughs> Dude. Thank you, bro. Dude, and thanks for making the comparison because that's really kind of what that's we're the point. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, fucking battles. Fucking battles on crack. <laughs> but but yeah but but yeah for real like how i mean like are you like deep into it now like this this whole project this double album project how, well a lot of how the far are beats, you? uh we've got uh, well some of the older music for the hip-hop record we needed yeah. to scratch so i've got five songs uh, i kind of produced myself roughly um yeah. so i will collaborate with a couple of my friends to make the music better Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'll make sure to get you know all of my other friends to spit on it too, and I really want to be able to produce it in a way that the live hardcore record sounds like it's part of the hip hop record when you when you like yeah. cross the next song right or the first from the last song of the hardcore record mm-hmm. to the first song of the hip hop record. So I, I, I'm, I hope we can even get away with that. Dude, this is gonna be dope. This is gonna be dope. I'm I'm sure. Like I, I I honestly can't wait. Like I I'm really curious. It's Thanks. been a while since someone put out like a double album, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The last one I know is fucking Wu Tang. Yeah. yeah that's, I mean, like, and that's all I have. Especially now, especially now, because you know everything is just fed to you like one at a time. You know they're releasing yeah, singles yeah. instead uh, of albums. So. The new strategy now, right? Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, yes. Oh, by the way, I have one more question. Have Have you seen the fucking series, like uh, the Hulu series, Wu Tang? Oh yeah, yeah. Dude, uh, I haven't started taking pictures yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, choice of characters, pretty good. Yeah. They didn't get the Riza though, but uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty okay. It's yeah. kind of disappointing. Like, you're it's... Though. Yeah, he was on point. Yeah, what is it? Like they're brothers or some shit. <laughs> <Fuck> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Trick? You got anyone? Uh, anything else up your sleeve? Uh, no. Uh, we're just gonna go straight to you know the the interesting questions <laughs> <laughs> go yeah. ahead yeah so uh if you had a do-over like you know uh, if you had a chance to do your life over would you you know uh choose that life or uh would you s- just stay the same path um there have been specific situations where i could have uh made a shitload of money if I knew at that point that I would kind of end up being this kind of person now who's interested in other things or maybe hope, um, I, I, I hope this comes out right, interested in other things beyond myself, yeah. um, I would have taken those opportunities to, you know, to, to get that cash in so that I could have started doing this project. And like, you know, the whole, again, drawing it back to uh, the odd fellow. The whole concept of relieve the distress, visit the sick, educate the orphan, bury the dead. You know, um, I would have planned better if I knew this was where I was going. If I could, yeah, I'd probably do that. Because the truth is, man, you can have the best intentions. If you, if you don't have the, 
resources to make something, these good intentions go to shit or they, they just get forgotten or, you know, gone by the wayside simply because you weren't able to act on them. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I would have done that. Yeah, I agree. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of doing overs. Yeah. Oh, I, I got I got one more. Um, what uh, three albums would you take to, to a deserted island? Like, just you. That's all you could play. Three? Just, just three, three. Just three. Yeah. Just three. I used to yeah. say just one, you know? So, <clears throat> since I love you, I'll give you three. Appreciate that, bro. Love you back. Um, I would probably start with getting the Bitches Brew extended version Miles Davis record. Because okay. it's got four CDs, so it's a, you know, a big body of music, 20-minute yeah. songs, just like Pharaoh's Dance. I love that's the, 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 the one I like the most. So, yeah, the Bitches Brew box set. Uh, I'll bring that. The OG Ice-T album. Oh, yeah. Like, um... Yeah. Okay. So, Miles Davis, Ice-T, and Slayer. That's actually cheating on the first uh, first choice, but you know, yeah, we can we can consider. That. I see what you did there. <laughs> this is one album. Yeah, it's still one album. <laughs> All right. Yeah. How about you, Trick? Anything else you got? Yeah. Um, this is actually my last question and probably the last question for today. So, uh, with you being you know thirty years in uh, with Bad Burn, uh, what's your advice to like? Uh, musicians within the like uh, ten-year mark, or you know, just starting out, basically. So, the up and what? Yeah. Uh, what? What? What can you uh, impart uh, with with in terms of uh, longevity, you know, and relevance? Oh, about relevance, I I can't speak to that. Um, I would rather detach myself from thinking that we're anything bigger than ourselves. But as far as longevity goes, because we uh, talked about uh, the Chili Peppers, Flea said the only way you can do this is if you do this with the right musical soulmates. And that's the only way you can last long. Because there have been many people on this journey with me. Many of them aren't here with me anymore. But at the time we were together, we were those musical soulmates doing the things we love. And I think that's really the thing to it. And don't be a dick to your friends. Yeah, true. Yeah. To the young ones, huwag kang gago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so before we let you go, big bro, um, any anything that you, you know, like you, you want to do other than that double CD or double album? And uh, link building. Or get out there, you know? Yeah. Oh, um, no, nothing else really. Well, I just wanted to thank both of you guys for having me on Audio Trickery. I you know, really appreciate getting to uh, talk to you again, man, especially because we haven't spoken in a fucking years. Minute. Yeah. Yeah. And Kurt, it's really good to meet you, bro. Um, yeah, also, you guys can come out to a show and then, you know, go we will. drink a couple of beers and, you know, other things. Yeah. yeah. Don't be a stranger, big bro. Sure, just, sure. just just, let me know All if right. anything's coming up. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll be do, there. We'll, we'll be there for sure. You know? Thanks, I got man. you. Well, 
uh, thank thank you for joining us too. You know, uh, since you know this this recently started kalokohan of ours. You know, yeah. I, I hope it picks up. But you know, it's really <laughs> awesome to have you. You know, um, here. Yeah, as you long know. as you like doing this, it will pick up, man. We we'll fucking love it, dude. Like yeah, we, we, we love it, even without that one viewer that we have. Like every every week, <laughs> we don't care. Yeah. You know, hella obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, big bro. All right, thank you. Uh, appreciate it. Thank you. My pleasure, man. Thank you. Yeah. See you soon. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, we're down to episode number four. Yes, sir. Yeah. Thank All you right. very much. See you guys. See you guys. All right.